Hello, Guru Pate. Welcome to the SickCast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. Today, we have a special report we want to talk to you guys about on one of our State of the Funds reports on Gudwaras. And with me today, I have Harinder Singh. Harinder Singh, Guru Pate, thank you for being on the podcast. Guru Pate, nice to be back. So, Harinder, last time we talked uh, about State of the Funds and we talked about uh, an uncottage. This time, we um, took Research Institute, did a State of the Funds report on Gudwaras a sick place of learning. So let's get into it. Why did you decide to do it on Gudwaras? And uh, what was your approach in gathering the data for this report? Sure. So the why part is pretty simple. You know, um, in one way or the other, this seems to be the place people gather, whether they do it once a week to once a year, whether it's a social forums or some cultural wedding or something else is happening or people who are devout, they want to go get what they need from there, or people who are politicking. So at the end of the day, this is the community center. But what we are noticing about Gurdwaras is, especially in the last uh, 10 years plus, that they come in the news a lot. Whichever city you are in, there seems to be a fight breaking out there. And sometimes the fight is not just quarrel, but it becomes physical. And many of you know they're ending up in courts. And there's a legal issues involved with it. So the idea was, uh, you know, somehow or the other, this is a sick institution. And then what has happened with this institution? What are certain things needed to go into the 21st century? We are already in 2018. And when are we going to actually, uh, from a Gurdwara's perspective, walk into 21st century? So it was to explore those things. And how did you go about uh, gathering all the data for this report? So our procedure is pretty much the same. Uh, we ask people some questions, people at large. It is online, so our data is based on online surveys. But this, uh, this time, uh, actually, uh, six from self-identified, six from 22 different countries participated, almost 1,200 people. So this is quite remarkable. If you actually, in a report, look at the chart, you will see that there was a North America, Europe, Africa, Asia, New Zealand, Australia and the Far East, you know, like Malaysia. And so essentially wherever the larger the Sikh populations are, both in uh, South Asia as well as in diaspora, they participated. And all, uh, I think the exact number is 1,172 people participated in this. So we have those data, what they are saying about it. And then we again looked into our Gurmat tradition, which essentially is what does Guru Granth Sahib and secondary text say about this? How were the Gurdwaras developing from Guru Nanak period onwards to now, and then the lifestyle and legal challenges attached to the development of these within last 150 years especially. And then we came up with recommendations what individual Sikhs can do about um, developing their relationship within their local Gurdwaras, as well as was the institutionally what the Gurdwaras need to be doing in order to actually become the learning center. Great. So let's start with the basics, and let's start from the source material, which is which is Guru's Bani, and the term Gurdwara. Has Gurdwara, the word, come up in Bani, and it has, uh, please tell the listeners how it's used. Sure. So in Guru Granth Sahib, the word term comes multiple times. So one of the very famous lines, which probably some of your listeners have seen in some Gurdwaras, they even listed, where it says, Guru Dwara Hoi Suji Paisi, which loosely transcreated means 
by becoming guru-centered, you become insightful. By going to this space, you become clean, you become good, you become you know, benevolent force in this world. So the term comes, but what's misunderstood about the term in a popular Sikh parlance or among Sikhs is that we call this a place of worship. Or we can, uh, sometimes people say Guru Kara, which means this is where the Guru lives. But that's not the context of uh, how the term comes in Guru Granth Sahib. Uh, just from a little bit of a language angle, the term Gurdwara, when written in the original Gurmukhi, has Ada in it. In English, you guys have seen probably written with a W mostly, which is inaccurate because uh, Ada makes it, when we say, Kise de Dwara koi kam hoya, which means by, via, or through the Guru. When we make it in English with W, which in Punjabi and Hindi and other South Asian languages becomes Gurdwara with a Vava, that means the place or the gateway. So I think there is a there's a bit of a disconnect which has developed that now we look at Gurdwara as being a place of the Guru or the worship center of the Guru, whereas in its original intent, it is not just limited to that. It actually means something which happens through, by, or via the Guru, which essentially means, and today we will call it being Guru-centered. So Gurdwara term is used in that connotation in Guru Granth Sahib, that how do you become Guru-centered? And this space, then by deduction, needs to teach us how do you become Guru-centered. And so now if we look at the history of Gurdwaras, why... When did we start really, when did when did Sikh start really institutionalizing Gurdwaras and started making it a place for uh, Sikhs to gather and, uh, you know, contribute to society? Sure. So to connect with the last conversation, so if Gurdwara is not just a place, but a process, which again, a process which is applied in this space where, as opposed to Gurdwara, it becomes a guru's gateway to learn and not just to worship, so uh, when we look at um, the, the secondary sources, for, for example, Pai Gurdas will be one of the first ones to use. He actually mentions wherever Guru Nanak went, wherever he went, if there are enough people, a Sangat started, and that became what we now call Gurdwara. But the term at the time is Taramsal. So he explicitly mentions that at Kartarpur, the Taramsal was there, for example. So the point being Taramsal, Taramsal used to be, again, a place where people learned about whatever the word religion means to you, or Taram, as I understand, is more like a principle. So the earlier term was Taramsal. Uh, uh, as the Guru's Sangats developed, uh, they became what we now call Gurdwaras. At some point, you know, for example, there was administration of these needed. Like, if you have enough of them, think like uh, chapters, you know, in an organization so when you had enough Sangats, now you need some way to organize Sangats. So by the time Guru Amar Das Pasha came, they became, they became manjis or administrative units. And then by the time Guru uh, Gobind Singh Maharaj came, in fact, uh, the term actually even before Guru Gobind Singh Maharaj was Subha, which literally means a state at the time of Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib. Um, and then uh, similar things developed. Uh, in the post-Guru period, which is where it becomes really, really important for us to understand, is this term, historically, and nobody in the Sikh world used the word Taramsal, because once you have brought it to the level of where we are now, the term became Gurdwara. 
And even when the British entered, they were using this term and they were trying to then figure out how to manipulate Gurdwaras, which is quite a familiar thing these days, but this has been going on for 100 plus years. And then eventually they came under some acts, uh, including the Sikh Gurdwara Act of um, 1921, which actually was eventually uh, adopted in Punjab in 1922, where they basically defined the Gurdwara as something like a shrine which is a sick place of worship erected in the memory of a sick martyr or a saint. So they made it more than, that it is more than um, a place it's associated with the guru. But for our purposes, we will say the history basically started with Guru Nanak. And then uh, over the development of last 550 years, there became something called historical Gurdwaras and Sangat Gurdwaras. I'm, we are using these terms to explain. And historical Gurdwara will be which an event occurred associated with the gurus or the history of the Sikhs. And our way of commemorating was to build a Gurdwara. And Sangat Gurdwaras will be where the Gurdwaras were developed because of the development of the Sangat. And in Doer, they were continuing to become guru-centered. So that's the history of Gurdwaras in a nutshell. I just want to touch upon something in the report, which, which I find it, to be very interesting, and, and I like the way you guys laid it out here, on Sadat Kapoor Singh elaborating on the Miri Piri doctrine uh, for the Gurdwara. Uh, can you just talk about that just a little and why that's important? Because I think that's kind of lost these days. Absolutely, and I'm so glad you actually asked for that. In fact, this is one of the major discoveries of the report, that while people, when they were surveyed, understood that Gurdwara needs to do these teachings and langar and other things, but there was a serious disconnect between whether Gurdwaras can be uh, a place of activism. So essentially, uh, when we come to the rehat or the lifestyle of what Gurdwara was supposed to be teaching, the primary purpose was to become the centers of Miri Piri. And why Miri Piri? Because this is what Guru Nanak came here to do. This is where when Akal Takht was established was to do. And the quote which you ran, uh, if I recall correctly, Sardar Kapoor Singh's, uh, uh, he essentially says that uh, the, uh, if you look at even the center of the six, which has uh, Sri Harmandar Sahib or Golden Temple, uh, in opposite to that is Sri Akal Takht Sahib, and then this comes in the Miri Piri of the two swords, the doctrine of sovereignty, essentially what this is saying is, our primary allegiance is to the truth. This is our piri, that our allegiance is to Ikkumankar. And our politics is that we are not subservient to any government, any men, or anyone else. And this is what Gurdwaras were teaching. Gurdwaras were extensions of the Guru's teaching. So Guru Nanak was all about practicing Raj Jog, connection with the divine and governance of the politics. So Gurdwaras became the centers where Sikhs were taught these things. And obviously, if you're taught these things, you're going to be, at some point, if you're working to change a policy, you can see this these days as well. Uh, any organization, whether it's in America or in India or anywhere in the world, when their mandate is to change a particular policy, you are going to be at odds with people who are implementing the current policy, which is not fair or just. So Gurdwaras used to come in conflict with people who were power centers of religion and politics. So yes, the lifestyle of this is, the, the lifestyle which Gurdwaras are supposed to be teaching was Miri Piri doctrine, what we now call Miri Piri doctrine. And that doctrine 
is not fully talked about when legally sex guard controlled by the acts uh, that started the precursors of that started during the british period and they continue to the indian subcontinent within india and now we have regulations in us not fully developed but there are precursor you know some gurdwaras have done this in canada they have done it in pakistan they have done it malaysia singapore basically i would say where 22 people came from they all have regulations on what needs to happen at gurdwara but because gurdwaras are not practicing meri peeri because we don't have a centrality of authority through akal takht sahib the practice of gurdwaras has changed this is why we are seeing ruckus in local gurdwaras as well because everyone is doing their own thing instead of making gurdwara a center of learning not just a center of worship and a center of learning which is supposed to be practicing meri peeri doctrine and i remember um i forgot which gurdwara i was in but you were giving a lecture on gurdwara and you mentioned uh, python singh abba and the five aspects that make a gurdwara and i never knew that i mean everyone knows uh, about being a place of learning and langar but then uh, so we have school we have kitchen but he also said it was a rest house a hospital and a iron fortress so can you just touch on the iron fortress part of it and also maybe a little bit about the hospital which is i i actually don't see that anywhere in any of the gurdwaras currently so that's a great point so you know like i said when the legalization things were happening under the british period and pai kanan khan singh nabha is observing all this and he's basically seeing that gurdwaras are being reduced to a control under the mahants this is a term which uh in a quickly mahant basically meant somebody who is like a custodian of a gurdwara like contractor who is running it essentially uh, by the blessings of the state at that time british government so he saw all this that how gurdwaras are being um uh, appropriated you know reappropriated to a different agenda and basically just talk about you know spirituality at best and feed langar and send everyone home and nobody asks for any transparency or what we will today call fiduciary and governance responsibilities and not only were they doing this they were actually going away from the idea of meri peri doctrine so he spelled it out he basically said there are five areas spirituality kitchen rest house hospital and fort and spirituality we all understand it but i think all five of them still need to be redefined in today's context which we can get into later but let me ask answer your uh, your two specifics on this one so rest house we also understand but you know i personally have seen this when i was younger um and in traveling within india uh, in fact even outside india there were gurdwaras who would have few rooms for people to come stay now they are called sarans earlier they were called sarais or some other things as well uh and this was a place it was for travelers as also i for example in england when the uh, central khalsa jatha london which now is popularly called shepherds at gurdwara was set up they also bought adjacent houses to to give it to students who are coming or people who need to stay temporarily but even that created a ruckus there because people were letting or subletting to do other things but point is people understood that six knew how to do this but the hospital part we have sort of gone away from in earlier days on some historical gurdwaras even 60 70 50 years ago you will see dispensaries which basically meant if you cannot afford healthcare 
we will provide some element of health care. And you will still see precursors of this in Gurdwaras in the West also now. Uh, if it's not happening in Gurdwara, I know at least two organizations, uh, both eye and physical, you know, like doctors and eye doctors, who actually still go back to India and run uh, free camps, as they call it. Um, so the idea on the Gurdwara was, and this is why it's about health care, you know, if somebody cannot afford it, like today's America, this is very relevant. Imagine if Gurdwara said, if you don't have health care, we will subsidize it or do it for you. And the fourth part is nobody's talking about anymore. So a quick thing on that is that the idea of Ford is it's about protection. That's why forts were built by the gurus themselves as well. But in 1960s, we start, we even destroyed the fort which Guru Gobind Singh built, Anandpur Sahib, Anandgarh Fort at Anandpur Sahib. But so what was the purpose of fort? The purpose of fort was that whatever your treasures are, and treasures are physical and treasures are intellectual as well. Let's not forget that. In sixth case, uh, the Shabbat would be something of that nature. The Guru Granth Sahib will be something of nature. Our manuscripts and the shastras belonging to the Guru or the collective assets of the community in the local Gurdwaras might be another way to look at it. In the context of America, how Gurdwaras getting attacked and other things happening, um, things of that nature, uh, this is where the security element comes in. So if there is no fort, there is no security, and if there is no fort or security, then there is a loot. We have lost manuscripts. We have lost uh, uh, local things of uh, collective ownership of the six, uh, whether it's paraphernalia or whether it is uh, uh, the, the weapons related to the gurus as well or artifacts related to the gurus. And the local Gurdwara, this was mean protection from, you know, whether it's white supremacists attacking or other people attacking our Gurdwaras or including the fights which occur in Gurdwara within the Sikh community uh, because there's no security to take care of that. So all of those come under security. Okay, now let's get into the code of Gurdwara. And I just want to be very quick on this because I want to get to the results. But just the, what does a Gurdwara need? And it says in your report it needs a Nishansab, a Nagara, a Kandoa, a Chawad. Does it, what are some basic elements that a Gurdwara needs to be established. Are those it? So so those are, this is where we have cited Sikhrat Maryada. There are some minimum requirements of a Gurdwara, as you just read, some of them are those. Uh, but really, those are indicators of Gurdwara. The real requirements are Gurdwara is a place to practice Miripiri. Gurdwara is a place, as a, is, a, is a center for learning. Gurdwara is where we explain and teach and impart the Naam. Gurdwara is that community hub. Uh, and indication of that from outside is that it has uh, sev uh, um, emblems of sovereignty around it, which is what the Chor and Chandoa and the Nagada and the Shan Sab are all about. But in addition to that, as we are walking into our uh, systems, in these systems, uh, we need to rediscover what spiritual learning is. What really is the purpose of kitchen, which was to eliminate hunger? What really is the purpose of rest house, which was also the idea of shelter when nobody else is getting protected? This is the idea of sanctuary as well. The purpose of hospital, the idea was to do health care rights. Uh, the purpose of fort was to rediscover security. So in today's context, these five very historically applicable terms of Pai Khan Singh Nabha, 
need to be rediscovered, and we have explored how this can be done by the local gurdwaras and local sangats. Great. Okay, so let's get into the survey. As you mentioned before, um, it was a total of 1,172 self-identified Sikhs from 22 different countries. So, Rinder, what did the survey tell us? Well, survey was, well, there's a good news and a bad news. The good news is this. Uh, so good news is very good, actually, that there was uh, what, what I think there is a number we had which showed that 89% of them agreed that this had something to do with the idea of worship, as we understand it today, which we will say what we really mean by that is the idea of spirituality, right? Because the term used is worship these days, but it's not just worship, it's actually learning for six. And many agreed that this is like 64% said it is a community center, and almost 50% said this is a place of activism too. But when we group these three ideas together, there was a lot of disagreement. Like many didn't believe it was both or all three or only two of the three. So the point is there are groups of six. This is the insightfulness in the survey who collectively agreed that this definitely has to do with ideas of spirituality and learning, but there was a disconnect on how does that learning come out in terms of activism and worship and community center. And we understand that because we also looked into how uh, the Miripiri is not being taught. This is why Gurdwaras are becoming like a personal properties in many places where they do what they feel like doing rather than for uh, forwarding the mission of Guru Nanak Sahib. So, the, and then the other thing we learned was that Gurdwaras, the, the, the respondents said that Gurdwaras need to spend more time and spend their budget. So when we asked them where should the top three budget items should be, and the top three budget items showed up as being on activism and engagement, in broader interfaith activity, community building and providing personal support, governance, and then came the Divan. So it's very interesting. Most agreement was on Divan-related thing. But the one-related thing became fifth thing where the money needs to be spent, which means people also understand that we are spending way too much money on the one-related things, and we are not really spending money on where Gurdwara is supposed to be spending money. And then we also have we also have recommendations from this survey, and I really want uh, actually even before I, I get to recommendations, what was interesting for me was. Uh, health facilities was very low on their list uh, of uh, local Gurdwara offerings, but it didn't it didn't come up as anything that people really really wanted. Well, Am I reading yes this correct? Yeah. So not fully because when they were asked what does your Gurdwara offer and whether they are satisfied with it or not, the, the two biggest dissatisfactions came were on uh, health facilities and secure facilities. So. So this is, this is where we are understanding where audience, the group of audience who surveyed, who responded, they want it, but they're also not willing to spend money on it. But at the same time, they are most dissatisfied with it, which basically means if you're not going to fund certain things, they're not going to happen. If you're dissatisfied, then you have to fund it. So the, the biggest dissatisfaction actually was on health and secure facilities. And the least dissatisfaction was on langar and spiritual facilities. I get it, yeah. No, I see that now. Yeah. Lunger and uh, spiritual facilities as actually gets a lot of press, especially the lunger part gets a lot of press these days. But uh, you're right, the other stuff is, uh, I don't know, I, I don't see anywhere it's found. But I like the recommendations that are on here of 
a recommendation for a proper functioning uh, good water. Uh, these five roles should be filled, which is grunty, president, but I'd be a manager and a secretary. And I like the uh, descriptions very much. I, I just want to talk about one of them, which I think is the main part, which I think a lot of people, like my parents, go um, out actually go for two reasons, of the doggies and the grunty, but I want to touch on the grunty part. What are, and I know you guys even have um, workshops on this, the Sikh Research Institute does, recommendations for a grunty, what would, I don't want to say ideal, but I, I kind of do, what, what, is, what would be a, a, an ideal grunty? for a, a, a good water? You know, what do they need? What are at least the core competencies they need to make sure soju uh, milia? The Grunty recommendation is very, very important. And this is why we focused on it quite a bit of the five lists things you mentioned. You know, currently, we actually don't have the right job requirement of a Grunty written. And when I say job requirement, this is just to help manage, right? And if you don't know why you need Grunty, because Granthi's literal word means the one who knows the Granth. And if this is a learning center, this needs to be the center of personnel in the Gurdwara, and which means the person needs to know this. So fulfilling the role of the Granthi who knows and, and inter, can interpret uh, with the right uh, protocols within the Gurdarbar as well as with the families as well as anyone who comes there in a very guru-oriented lifestyle the person needs to do this. You know, the person has to be approachable. person has to be fluent in the local parlance. person should be able to figure out how to convey this to local Sangat members. This is where crux of the work needs to happen. So this was our institutional recommendation that of the five people you must have in each Gurdwara, you must have very short and very specific recommendations on their job descriptions so people know exactly when they're being hired what their role is because currently this role is not being fulfilled. So let's touch on then just for a minute. Let's touch on the ragis too, and, and your recommendation on because uh, it says even musicology they should know sick musicology. Like again, I'm I'm very local here in New York. I I see it here and there, but I you know ragis are a little Bollywood tuned everywhere. Any good door I go, really, and I might be saying this a little harshly, but that's what I see, and you know that's what I hear. But I, I I see that over here you have it should be really in sick musicology, but you know uh, no I guess the rods <laughs> I guess you know because a lot of ragis don't even sing in rods. Well, that tells you again this is a this is a systematic problem. It's going to take a while to solve this. But gurdwaras who are interested and if they're going to call somebody a ragi, just like somebody calling granthi. Well, ragi cannot be a ragi without knowing the rag. It's very simple. The one who possesses the understanding and knowledge and articulation of rag is ragi. So if, if that basic requirement is not there, then it's not a ragi. So how do you do this? Again, uh, this is these are recommendations to create an effective gurdwara. An effective gurdwara, when you're hiring a ragi who's going to be there full time, that person needs to champion all kirtan programs of the gurdwara. And both for Sikh and non-Sikhs, because now we have non-Sikhs who come who are not necessarily, like in American sense, they, that person, this person needs to have a little bit of understanding of interfaith, where they are the ones who perform there. And this is very unique to the Sikhs right now, that we end up finding different people 
uh, who otherwise are not associated with gurdwaras to go do these things because we are not empowering the gurdwaras ragis and granthis to do this and if we empower them train them this can happen so if few gurdwaras who are interested in creating a real gurdwara uh, then this is a must item these are not this is where we start and the, the list needs to be much longer than these five roles uh, but more important here also is this is institutional thing and i think equally important i should say are the individual level recommendations because people who go to the gurdwaras they need to also be accountable self accountable as to why we are going this are we expecting meri peri interactions there because if you as a sangat member don't expect that and don't demand that it will never happen and if it's if you demand that and it's not happening then you find a different place which will do this which means then there will be gurdwaras who will actually further the mission of the gurus which has to do with meri peri interactions and second part of this is wherever you are involved it is your onus also to if you're not involved to get involved in your local gurdwara if that's what your calling is if that's what your needs are you get to rediscover and reclaim the gurdwara i personally feel as much as many of us don't like to go to gurdwaras or for whatever reasons we have talked about some of them at some point we need to reclaim our gurdwaras 100 years ago it was reclaimed we haven't had running movements and if we start you know sub movements within our local gurdwaras then reclaim your gurdwara and reclaiming means you give it a vision of the guru you give it its implementation plan which is relevant to 2018 and you find the right competencies to run it that's how you become effective i want to give you the last word on this you know it's a nice wrap up you did there too but i want to give you some last words but i want to ask you a question which you get every time i think when we talk about uh gurdwaras and role of gurdwaras uh for the sikh which is youth participation and the youth um is going less and less and so i want just if you could just touch on that and then um can wrap it up as well this is not the first time we are facing this problem that this is happening because people who are running gurdwaras are practically speaking practically the gurdwaras currently are like in the in america i think you're asking about they're actually actually this is true anywhere now but in america specifically or canada gurdwaras are primarily now designed for first generation punjabi speaking 45 plus men and if you're own if you're designing every program for them then you have ignored 4/5 of the constituency of the gurdwara this is the problem if you want youth follow guru angad's example you should have a khada which in today's parlance means a world class gym next in the gurdwara uh, uh, compound you have built a good gym and this is i think you will see that the physical endurance is something which attracts a particular segment of our community or sangat so this is about if those who are interested in building gurdwaras through the guru's vision they will participate in this and again 100 years ago we had lost it we might lose it again for a while until we reclaim our gurdwaras and reclaiming our gurdwara basically means the community members need to rise to reclaim and make the meri peri evident there currently it's ceremonial currently it is for interfaith speeches or nagar kirtans our meri peri is not evident in the workings of the gurdwaras in the workings of the sangat committees in the workings of our national and international organizations and gurdwara is one place where it can be localized if enough gurdwaras localize it we can also expect that in our regional to international organizations 
Horrendous thing. Thank you for your time. Thank you for Sick Research Institute, you, your team, for putting this report together. For everybody listening, if you want to see this report, just log on to sickfree.org. You'll see a tab right on the main uh, website saying State of the Month Report, and all the reports uh, are there for you guys to download. Rinda, before I let you go, anything coming up, anything you're working on that you want the listeners to know? Sure. I think these are really exciting times at Sick Research Institute. We are in the mode of figuring out how to 10x Sikri, and part of that is um, developing some legacy projects. And one of the legacy, the legacy project we are working on, which we hope to bring it to the community next year with its uh, small launch, is a pro- related project related to Guru Granth Sahib. And something which you will see much more next year, we are very, very excited to commemorate next year Nanak Shai 550, uh, Guru, uh, to commemorate Guru Nanak Sahib's 550th Prakash Purup, or generally called birth anniversary, and you will see varieties of different ways of doing it following the Gurmat tradition. So we are very excited about both things. Great. Looking forward to that. Thank you for your time on this report. Thank you for your time uh, on this podcast. Hope to speak to, again to you soon. For all the listeners out there, I'll have the link to the uh, report on the podcast notes. I'll also have the YouTube link of Harinder's uh, lecture about uh, Good Waters as well, so you guys would be able to see that and hopefully enjoy it. Harinder Singh, and once again, thanks for your time on the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Manpreet Singh. Thank you, Manpreet Singh.